Reverend Kujo Amoasari Jr. is the head pastor of ICG Zoro Temple, Tema. He is a district supervising minister with oversight responsibility over 25 churches in the district. Reverend Amoasari has over 20 years' experience in pastoral ministries. He holds a degree in theology and missions from the Central University and a diploma in marketing from Charter Institute of Marketing. He has several certificates in leadership and management. Reverend Amoasari served on several boards and committees. He is the head of campaign and social aviation for Greater Works Conferences. He is also a member of the faculty of Time Waterball, a weekly TV and social media program. As an international preacher and motivational speaker, he has been graced with the ability to call his generation back to God. His message is centered on leadership, productivity, and faith. Reverend Amoasari passed one of the thriving and beautiful churches in Ghana, the Zoe Temple, ICGC, with over a thousand congrats. He is married to Lady Josephine, and the union is blessed with four kids, two girls and two boys, Nishra, Sumpa, Asunye, and Kunim. Church, help me welcome to the podium, Reverend Amoasari. Better days ahead, and I pray that the Lord will take you from glory to glory. You know, sometimes you see some things and you are provoked. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, Apostle Paul was speaking to the church in Ephesus. He said, since the day I heard of your faith and your love for the saints, I've not ceased in making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you may know the hope of your calling and the riches of the inheritance of the saint and the exceedingly greatness of the power of God towards us who believe, according to the mighty work of God that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead. So having seen your faith and your love for the saints, I also pray a prayer for you this morning, that may the Lord give you divine favor. May the Lord compel divine helpers to come your way. Within 21 days, may something extraordinary happen to you. May the Lord take you from the backside of the desert and bring you into prominence. With ordinary tools, may you achieve extraordinary results. May you be favored beyond your imagination. If you believe, shout and say amen. Thank you so much. Kindly take your seat. You know, in the church world, when a church is doing very well, we give all the credit to God. But when a church is not doing well, we blame the pastor. In my short life as a pastor, I've seen churches that had plateaued. I've seen churches which had collapsed. So when a church is growing, then it means that there's something extraordinary that the man of God is doing, and that man of God must be commended. In the football world, if a team is not doing well, they fire the coach. If the team is doing well, they commend the coach. So I think that in religious circle, if a church is not doing well and we complain and blame the pastor, when the church is doing well, we must commend the pastor. So this morning, please help me commend this man of God for his consistency, his dedication, and his effort and service to God. Reverend Daniel, I am proud of you. I'm proud to be associated with you. You have made ICGC proud and better days ahead. 
Come on, give him your loudest praise. Amen. Amen. Kindly take your seats. My wife will give us a greeting and then I'll preach the word of God. Please receive my wife. Good morning. I trust you are all keeping well. We are so glad you were invited. Happy anniversary. You have a beautiful place, actually. And we hope you for the better and the best. We bring you greetings from Zoe Temple, where Jesus lives, where the life of Christ is. No hard feelings. He's here, too. We are grateful for this invitation. Thank you so much, Rev and Mrs. for inviting him over. Um, Jesus, the other day, couldn't do much because he wasn't received, because, in, because he wasn't accepted and welcomed. But if you have called him for the first service and second service, I believe that you have received him and you are ready to receive of him. And I believe with every outer of my heart that he will be a blessing to you. My husband is anointed. He is a blessed. And I believe that your lives will not be the same. As you sit under his tutelage and you listen and you determine to do what he's going to teach, you will be blessed. I'm wishing you all the best. Flow and be a blessing. Hallelujah. Enough of the romance. Lift up your right hand. Let's do church now. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise and adoration. We celebrate you for 13 years. 13 years of influencing our generation. 13 years of making impact in this vicinity. We commit everybody in this local assembly onto your hand that you will give them a visitation of a godly nature and of a godly character. Let your word come unhindered this morning. Move from role to role and from seat to seat and scratch where we are itching. Let there be an outpouring. We refuse to go back the same. Bless us because we came in Jesus' name, amen.
Please help me celebrate Sax Bossa. That was awesome. And I came with some of your cousins from Zoe Temple. So please, Zoe Temple members, can we give Prayer Temple a wave? Also, John chapter 5, verse 1 through to 9. I'll be doing all my readings from the New King James Version, and I read. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethsaida, having five porches. And this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lamed, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. And then whoever steps in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. When the water is stirred up, but whilst I am coming, another steps before me. Jesus said to him, rise up, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Hallelujah. This morning you will be made well. You will take up your bed and you will walk. If you believe it, give the Lord your other shout of praise. I'm preaching to you a message I have titled, Favor for Increase. Favor for Increase. What is favor? Favor is defined as approval, support, or liking for someone or something. Favor is defined as approval, support, liking for someone or for something. And I pray that this morning the Lord will approve of you. The Lord will support you and the Lord will anoint your head with oil. Favor is also an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. When you receive an act of kindness beyond what you are due or beyond what is usual, it means you are favored. Although Jesus Christ is God personified, the Bible says that he increased in stature and in wisdom and in favor with God and favor with men. So if Jesus Christ, who is God, had to increase in favor, then it stands to reason that you and I need it that much. I pray that the Lord will give you favor. You will increase in favor in Jesus' name. Favor is a force. And because it is a force, it has direction and magnitude. What it means is that your level of favor can increase and favor can flow towards your direction. I see favor knocking at your door. As a matter of fact, I see favor coming your way. The devil can't stop it. He can't prevent it. He can't do anything about it. Please shout and say, I am favored. What is the difference between favor and miracles? A miracle is a supernatural manifestation of God. 
that causes an interruption in the natural course of events. A supernatural manifestation of God that causes an interruption into the natural course of event. A miracle defiles explanation, but favor obeys specific laws. In essence, there are specific things that you can do that can cause you to grow in favor. If you operate in faith, you will grow in favor. If you are obedient, if you operate in holiness, you will operate in favor. The Bible says that if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I see God bringing you a lot of good things. I didn't hear your loudest amen. A miracle is a response to crisis, but favor is a product of design. A miracle is an event, but favor is a process. So sometimes, probably in, in your lifetime, you might experience a miracle probably three or four times. But you can operate in favor for the rest of your life. The Bible says in Psalm 30 verse 5, he says, For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Seasons have changed upon you. Your weeping is ending this morning and you are moving into a new season of joy. I see the joy of the Lord embracing you. Somebody shout and say, I am blessed and highly favored. What God is said to do in my life, the devil can't stop it. He can't prevent it and he can't do anything about it. Please shout and say, I am favored. Good. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, 2, and 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they shall be called trees of righteous, of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that they may be glorified. You will be glorified. You shall be called a tree of righteousness, and you are the planting of the Lord. But this is a messianic prophecy, which was spoken of, by the prophet Isaiah. So Isaiah basically was telling the people of Israel that a moment is going to come in the future that an individual will show up and the anointing of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord will be upon that individual and he will be anointed to preach good tidings to the poor. He will be anointed to heal the brokenhearted, to set those who are in captivity free and to bring healing to those who are blind. And also to declare that year at the year of the Lord's acceptable favor. And also to declare vengeance of the Lord. Now the, the, the visit of the Messiah was something that was desirable. It was something that had been prophesied. And it was something that was expected. So the people of Israel were expecting the manifestation of the Messiah. So when Isaiah gave this prophecy, they were excited about the prophecy. Especially the aspect that says that when the Messiah comes, he would declare that year as the year of God's acceptable favor. He's basically talking about the year of Jubilee. 
in, in Leviticus, sorry, chapter 25, verse 10, it talks about Jubilee. In the Jewish culture, every 50th year, there is a debt cancellation. So if you owe anybody, it doesn't, um, it doesn't matter the amount. It could be 10 million, it could be a billion. Once it is the 50th year, every debt is canceled. Once it's the 50th year, everything that you owe is canceled. If you are a slave, you become free. So the year of Jubilee was a year of liberty. And they look forward for Jubilee. But sadly, they probably will experience maximum Jubilee three or four times in their lifetime. Because it comes once in 50 years. But the prophet Isaiah is saying that an individual will show up. And when he shows up, Jubilee will not be a 50-year interval experience. It will be a daily experience. So they were so excited about it. But they didn't know when Jubilee will show up. When this Messiah will show up and declare that year as the year of Jubilee. Now let's go to Luke chapter 4, verse 16 through to 21. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So watch this. The Bible said Jesus Christ went to Nazareth where he was brought up. In essence, he was raised up in that city by name Nazareth. And the Bible said that as it was his custom, he went into the synagogue. So I pray that coming to the synagogue will be your custom as well. So Jesus habitually on a Sunday morning will rise up, dress up, and show up in church. So Jesus went to the synagogue. In those days, the culture is that when they gather for a meeting like this, Anybody who is led by the Spirit will lift up his hands and the attendants will give the scroll to them. You can open to any scripture of choice. But the moment you open to a particular scripture, you have to do the etymology. You have to do exegesis. You have to do application. You have to bring concepts out of that scripture that will be relevant and practical to the lives of the people. So the Bible said, on this occasion, this young man went into the synagogue. The attendants gave the scroll to him after he had lifted up his hand. And then he had the audacity to open to Isaiah chapter 61. And when he opened to Isaiah chapter 61, he said, The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, to bring recovery of sight to the blind, to set those who are bound free, and to declare this year, as the year of God's acceptable favor and the year of God's vengeance. And to comfort all that mourn in Zion and to bring the oil of gladness to those who are in bondage. So when Jesus read that, they were thinking that he was endorsing the prophecy of Isaiah. So when he finished with the reading, 
Everybody was looking at him like the way you are looking at me this morning. Their eyes were fixed on Jesus. Now do the exegesis. Do the application. Do the etymology. Jesus said, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes today. In essence, the one you have been waiting for, the one who had been prophesied, the one who is to set the captive free, the one who is to bring healing, I am the one. Really, you are the Messiah? If you are the Messiah, there's a job description for you. Your job description is to preach the good news to the poor. It's to heal the brokenhearted. It's to set those who are in captivity free. It's to declare the year as God's acceptable favor. And so, in John chapter 5, Jesus went to a place by name Bethsaida. Beth is a city, Saida is mercy. So basically, he went to the city of mercy. And the Bible said that when he went to the city of mercy, there were five porches. In biblical neology, numbers are very, very important and significant because one is the number for beginning, two is the number for witness, three is the number for God, four is the number for balance, five is the number for grace, six is the number for men, seven is the number for perfection. Eight is the number of a new beginning. Nine is the number for the finality of all things. Ten is the number for productivity. Eleven is the number for confusion. Twelve is the number for governance. So Jesus went to a pool where there was mercy and there was grace. However, at that same pool where there was mercy and grace, there was a man who had had an infirmity for 38 years. I like the compassionate nature of Jesus' ministry. The Bible says that when Jesus realized that the man has been there for a very long time, is there anybody under the sound of my voice who had been in a condition for a very long time? You are the reason why I came this morning. The Bible said Jesus realizing that the man had been in that condition for a very long time, went to him and said, Jack, do you want to be made whole? I was expecting the guy to give a yes and no answer. Do you want to be made whole or well? The guy said, I have no man. When the angel comes to stir the water, because I have no man, I'm able to step first into the pool, and I haven't received my healing for this 38 years. Jesus looked at him and said, rise up. Take your bed. His bed was the object which had been carried him all this while. But Jesus says that at this moment, you are going to carry what has been carrying you. I stand in this prophetic mandate that anything that you have struggled with, your family has struggled with, you will break through in that area. I didn't hear your loudest amen. I didn't hear your loudest amen. So in this passage are three things that I want to share with you. Three concepts, three keys that I want to leave with you. The first one is the social. Somebody shout and say, the social. The Bible said that he was at a pool by name Bethsaida. And everybody at the pool was sick. The named, the blind, the deaf, the paralyzed. Everybody, everybody at the pool of Bethsaida is sick. If you stay in the company of sick people for a long time, you feel sick. Because some sickness are contagious. Company is crucial. As a matter of fact, there's a law called the law of association. 
the law of association simply states that you become whom you with the most. So whoever you spend time with the most, the person will influence you. If you spend time with five millionaires, you will be the six millionaire. If you spend time with seven anointed people, you'll be the eight anointed person. That is why the psalmist said, blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit on the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of his Lord. And upon his word, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the waters, whose brought its fruit in his season, and whose leaves does not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Prayer temple, I came all the way from the harbor city to prophesy to you that whatever you do this year will prosper. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you at all. At all, at all. I said, whatever you do shall prosper. But you got to do something. So sometimes the anointing of prosperity comes to fall on what you are doing, but you are not doing anything. Stretch your hands towards the altar. May the Lord bless the work of your hands. With ordinary tools, may you achieve supernatural results. May the Lord take you from the backside of the desert and bring you into prominence. May overflow flows in your hand. Whatever you give to God, may it overflow. Like it was said of Isaac that he began to prosper. He continued prospering until he became prosperous. That same year, may that happen to you. May that be your testimony. Somebody shout and say, I will pray forth. You won't. The social, kindly take your seat. The social. Paul said to the church in Corinth, said, don't be deceived. For bad company corrupts good morals. What is the company you've been keeping all this while? Have you realized that anytime God wants to bless you, he will bring a man or a woman your way? He will bring a human being your way. Because it's where it says that give and it shall be given back unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over shall he cause men, not angels, men, to give back to your bosom. So anytime God wants to bless you, he will bring you a man. When Jesus Christ was struggling, carrying his cross to Golgotha, the Bible says that the soldiers compel a man from Cyrene by name Simon to carry his cross to Golgotha. I stand on this altar and I prophesy to you that within 21 days, a divine helper will come your way. God will compel somebody to carry your cross, your accommodational cross, your transportational cross, your health cross, your clothing cross, in the name of Jesus. You will never be the same again. Trust me, you will never be the same again. I just heard from God that you will never be the same again. Anytime the devil wants to disturb your life, he will bring you a man. Something was doing well until Delilah showed up. So the devil will castrate negative men to come and quench your energy and disperse your strength. But God will also bring you a man or a woman or an individual that will be of a blessing to you. The social. Who is your friend? What do they make you watch? What do they make you hear? What do they make you read? Where do they make you go? 
your company is crucial. Some of you, after this morning service, you have to change your circle of friends. Best of the same feathers. Do what? Work together. So check your friends. I, I, I can predict your future if I, am, if I have a revelation of the company you keep. The social. The second one is the system. The system. He said, once in a while, an angel will come and stir the water. And when the water is stirred, it is the one who jumps in first that is healed. Not a certain percentage of the people around the pool of Bethesda. It takes only one man or one woman. And the protocol is that you need to jump in first. And the moment you jump in first, you are healed. But if you are unable to join, jump in first, you cannot tell the next visitation. And there's not a timetable, so you couldn't perceive when next the angel is coming. So you probably could be at, awake all the while. That the moment you close your eyes, there's the water, and somebody comes in. The system. Bad system. Bad system. A system that you don't have an idea as to when the angel will come and stir the water. And if you don't jump in first, you could be a million people around Bethsaida, but it is only one person who will be healed. Bad system. Bad system. That we live in a nation where an individual will be paid at the end of the month, sometimes as low as 600, 800. And that same individual will be looking for accommodation. Go and see a landlord or a landlady, and the person will be demanding two years advance. Bad system. So I know people who save for two years and use that money to pay advance for the next two years. So all their life, they are working for a landlord or a landlady. Bad system. Bad system. Bad system. So you are fresh from school. You even had first class. You've written a couple of um, applications. But anytime you were invited for an interview... The company will tell you that they need somebody with five or three years experience. Who should give you that opportunity to get that experience? Bad system. Bad system. So you save with the bank. At the end of the year, they give you 7% as interest. But if you went to that same bank for a loan, at the end of the year, you have to pay like 27% as interest to them. Bad system. So you live in Temakom to 25 and your office is in Kolebu. So you wake up 5 a.m. and you spend eight hours in traffic in and out. Four hours in, four hours out. And you spend that same eight hours at your office place. Bad system. So the same productive hours, you are giving that same hours to traffic. How productive can you be? Bad System. So the man said, I have been here. I have been here. 38 years. But anytime there's a staring, there's a staring, I am unable to jump in. So the social, the system, the third one is the struggle. He says, and when I make an attempt, somebody goes ahead of me. Sometimes the rich think that the poor doesn't make an attempt. Poor people have been working hard, oh. But because they lack strategy and knowledge, 
They use brute strength to do the things that they are doing. And they are earning is little. So they are struggling. Say, I am making an attempt. I want to get into the pool. However, somebody with the speed of light gets ahead of me. I have no man. We are living in a nation you can have the best of degree. But if you don't know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody in the corridors of power. Master, sometimes it doesn't matter your grade, it doesn't matter your qualification or your intelligence. You probably could be home for a very long time. That is a struggle. A struggle. Putting in your best. However, your best is not yielding. Not yielding the results that you anticipate. So this guy is at the pool of Bethesda. The social, everybody there is sick. The system, once a while, the angel, probably a year, the angel comes and stares the water and river jumps in place is healed. The struggle, he makes attempt, but anytime he makes an attempt, somebody goes ahead of him. So you have been courting this Christian brother for a long time. However, this Christian brother is in discipline. So sometimes he wants to touch and feel certain places that he is not authorized to do that. But it has been lingering on for a long time. By the time you are aware, an unbeliever had compromised. Or even somebody in the church had compromised. And the person is going to be wedded. The struggle. You did all the things that you were supposed to do. You did everything that the Bible recommended. Sometimes the reason why you are going through challenges, is not because you did the wrong thing. Sometimes it's because you did the right thing. But don't worry. At the end of the day, the Lord will elect his anointed ones. And he will separate the wheat out of the child. And anyone who is not disciplined enough to wait for you is not worth the price. And I see the Lord opening a door for you and the Lord is bringing me a visitation of a godly nature and of a godly character. The social. The system. The struggle. Then came Jesus. Jesus said, once I have encountered you, it is not about the social. It is not about the system. It is not about the struggle. It is about the anointing on me. Because there is an anointing upon my life to preach good tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set to those who are in captivity free, and to pronounce this year as the year of the Lord's acceptable favor. In essence, you are not waiting for the staring. Once I have shown up, I am in totality and complete of every miracle that you want. All you need to do is to tap into my presence. <laughs> this morning, you are not going back the same, the same. I said, you are not going back the same, the same. Jesus is in the house. His anointing is available. He will break that yoke. He will. So get up. You have been here for too long a time. Get up. And take the mat that had been carrying you all this while. Now the table had turned. What used to carry you, you are now going to carry what used to carry you. I see God giving you a testimony. Hey! Your landlord will rent from one of your estates. I said he will rent from one of your estates. In the name of Jesus, you will employ your former boss. The table is turning. Somebody shout and say, I will rise up. I will take my mat. Hey! Rise up. Take your mat and walk. (laughs) 
you are going to own a company. And your boyfriend who left you without an announcement will come to the company to look for a job. Then I remember the scripture that says that he prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. My cup runs over. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout. Then this. When Jesus showed up in your case, it doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter the shame and the pain. It doesn't matter the frustration. In name, there was this widow who had lost his only son. Now, if the Bible describes you as a widow, it means that you've lost your husband. So this woman has lost the husband and he has lost her son. What it means is that she has lost her present and she has lost her future. Pastor. The one who is supposed to take care of her now is dead. The one who is supposed to take care of her in the future is also dead. Now, in the Hebrew culture, before you are buried, you'll have to share all your belongings to your friends and your relatives. So when you die, your friends and your relatives will come to your house and take all your belongings. As a matter of fact, the more belongings you have, the more the people who will come to your family. Now, the protocol is that if you ever took anybody who is dead, any portion of his property, you are under compulsion to follow the casket to the cemetery. So Jesus, whilst he was at name, saw this woman who is a widow, her son being carried shoulder high, and a large crowd following. It means that he had a lot of properties. And you know what? When you take the property of the dead, as part of the protocol of following the casket to the cemetery, you should put on whatever you took from the person. So if it's a car, you should be holding the car key. If it's a house, you should be holding the land title. If it's the person's iPad, you should be holding it. If it's a watch, you should have it on your hand. If it's the person's clothing, you should have it on. If it's a shoe, so you should, you should physically represent what, the person, what you took from the person in the terms of the possession. So when Jesus Christ saw this widow and the fact that his only son is dead, he had compassion. And the Bible says that Jesus touched the coffin and the dead rose up. And the Bible says that when he rose up, he began to speak. Do you know what he said in Miriam? He said, bring me back my watch because he saw somebody wearing his watch. He said, give me back my shoe. Give me my iPad. Give me back my land title. Give me back my spectacles. Give me back my khaki. This morning, anything that the devil has taken from you, we are taking it back. I said, we are taking it back. I said, we are taking it back. Say, my father, my father. Shout and say, my father, my father. This morning, I take back my possession, my inheritance, anything that the devil has taken from my household, taken from my marriage, taken from my children, Taking from my health, taking from my finances. As I clap my hands and I pray, I am taking it back. I am recovering. Lipa tapa, la baroka patuka pa, andarara kapa, leita tapa, shaparaba, andwaraba, kaya balaba, kaya balaba, kaya balaba.
Papaya, Sito Topa, Antoni Balaba, Antoni Balaba, Kayabaleba, Ate Kayanala, Le Barukapa, Ayatolaba. I can't hear you. Clap your hands and pray. Clap your hands and pray. I can't hear you. Come on, take it back. Come on, take it back. The recovery anointed. The recovery anointed is upon you. It's upon you. You are taking it back. 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 Shabalaba. Amdola Barakaba. Yemaro Kaba. Ayamaro Kaba. Yiman Tony Bala. Adobala Kaba. Azan Tony Bala. Shabalaba. Antola Balaba. Adola Balaba. Adoni Baikapa, Shabaraba, Antoni Balaba, Kaya Balaba, Shabaro Kabai, Lintola Balaba, Kazan Toni Balaba, Kabala Balaba, Shabala Balaba, Kaya Loli Balaba, Katoni Balaba, Manturi Baraka, Sataya Toniba, Adoni Mamaheba, Kaya Balabalaba, Adoni Mama Kabalaba, Ai Kabalaba. Adoni Balabalaba, Shabalaba, Manzoni Balaba, Shabalabalaba, Adoni Balaba, Mayoko Bilishata, Lebara Balaba, Adobalaba, Adoni Balaba, Shabalabalaba, Kayala Balaba, Adoni Balabalaba, Ayman Jolabalaba, Elebrehaba, Ayabalaba, Ayabalaba, Ayabalaba. Ayabalaba Kaya Tuni Balaba, Kaya Balabalaba, Shatala Balaba, Kavala Balaba, Atuni Balabalaba, Kaya Baroso Toniba, Mantoni Barakapa, Shibaroski Tatarokapa, Liban Toni Balaba, somebody push, somebody push, somebody push, somebody push, somebody push, somebody push, the power of God is coming upon you. network which is limiting your progress and your success this morning by the anointing of Jesus we break it down into pieces any system that is limiting your progress and your success by the anointing of Jesus we pull it down in Jesus name every struggle of yours 
Solomon spoke to Hiram. He said, Hiram, you know how my father David couldn't build the Lord a sanctuary because of the war. But all around him, in essence, the battles that David got himself involved and engaged dissipates his energy and it made him less productive. But Solomon said, but now the Lord has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor evil occurrence. That is your testimony. The Lord is bringing you rest. Somebody shout and say rest. I'm not hearing you. Affliction will not happen to you twice. It won't happen to you twice. The Lord is taking you from the backside of the desert and he is bringing you into prominence. Say, my father, my father, this morning, any evil occurrence in my father's house, in my mother's house, that has been repetitive by the anointing of Jesus, I dissolve it, I abort it, I cast it to the root in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and pray. No evil occurrence. Hey! No evil occurrence. No evil occurrence. It's a new season. It's a new season. It's a new season. It's a new season. We break every evil of terror. Break every evil of terror.
Church, I need your help. Stretch your hands towards our sister.